for a mission. The snap. Winston sells the play action fake again. Looks sideline. Bay route toward the corner. Enzo caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans takes it over the shoulder. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Fire the cannons. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. Now live from Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Here's your host, Bucks team reporter, Casey Phillips. What's going on, Bucks fans? Happy Victory Monday. So good to get to say that. It was great to be back in Raymond James Stadium. Great to get that win. And it is even better to have Bo Allen here with me. Get excited, everybody. And uh, he made sure that I'm going to mention, I believe he is my first repeat guest on this show. Friend of the show, Bo Allen over here. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It feels good to be back. Yep. I mean, so we expect big things out of you in the show because you've already done it before. Yeah, I'm You're comfortable. I know what's up. I, I have all the savvy vet tricks. That's you know, true. A lot of familiar faces here. Good to see you guys again. Good to be back. And, and you're savvy enough to know that when we started having a conversation before the show, you stopped and you were like, wait, we need to save this good content for the show. Yeah, we got we to gotta save all the organic conversation yes. content. That's so what we, the people want. That's you know? what the people want. So we had to just not talk before yeah, the show. we just sat here awkwardly looking at our phones <laughs> like every other like person. Like all in the other the millennials. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right, so we're going to talk a lot about uh, Hubo is and some cool initiatives he's a part of in a little bit. We're going to start off right now, though, with the game and that big win. First of all, how important was that win for this team at this point in the season? Very important. Very. Imp- I mean, it feels like we haven't been on the or we haven't been home in forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of crazy how that's worked out. And then so to come home and after a long time on the road and to get a win and you know one that really came down to the wire like that was was good. It was a good uh, building moment for us, I think. Yeah, I think that was massive. And it was interesting. I heard. Uh, I think it was JPP said after the game that. There had been a discussion among the team before the game that essentially it was like a playoff scenario now where because yeah. of being 2-6 and six going into the game, there's no more losses allowed essentially. Yeah, it's a must-win um, type situation. So it was a huge, huge win for us and, you know, very emotional game and a great win. So love the Victory Monday feeling today. Yeah, when you talk about the emotional win, I have to – I mean, I know I think I lost about five years off my life there at the end of the game. I can't <laughs> that's, imagine. That's NFL football for you. Yeah, and I, I didn't even have anything to do with what was happening on the field. I can't uh-huh. imagine what it was like to be one of the people out there for the end of this game. So take me through some of the emotions of either, you know, that long 92-yard drive right. that the offense had. That was had. a great drive by the offense. But, I mean, right before that um, – you know, really good uh, takeaway by us on defense in the end zone. Some young players really stepped up, and, you know, that's what you really love to see, especially you, you love to see guys bounce back, um, talking about, you know, Dean and uh, how well he played. And he was, you know, he's kind of a very level-headed guy. Doesn't, um, you know, we were talking about emotions earlier. He had a tough week against the Seahawks, and to, to battle back, and that dude's a warrior, man. It's, it's really tough physically, the game, but, you know, the mental aspect of it as well is – I think kind of something that people don't necessarily appreciate all the time. Um, so to bounce back and kind of just stay even keeled and then come up with a big play uh, on defense when the team needed it most, was, was I was really, really happy for him. And then, uh, you know, the offense marched on the field and scored and uh, defense got a stop in two minutes to win the game. So it worked out really well for us. And we got, we got a W and the end of the day that's all that matters doesn't really matter how you get it uh we got it and it feels everyone feels great yeah if you could do it in a less stressful way next time i would greatly appreciate it you're right it doesn't matter how it goes i I love ugly wins it's all good (laughs) and i i have to imagine being a defensive player that um you guys want to be on the field at the end of the game like that when the game's on the line you want to be the ones that it's it's on absolutely i mean you want to be on the on the field all the time really but uh, that's kind of not how the game works uh 
No, offense has got to go out there too sometimes. But no, we, we so nice of you to let them go out there and play occasionally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, we we you know it's you want to be on the field in critical scenarios. So really happy and pleased that we we came up clutch there at the end. You talked about Jamel Dean and how impressive that was mentally. What he did, I have to imagine that. It's a little different for different positions. I mean, if, if you um, have a few bad plays, not as many people maybe know about that yeah. publicly that I'm sure you get told about it in the film room. But, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, someone like Jamel, some of these DBs, when they make a mistake, it is incredibly obvious. So do you feel like you see that that be almost more challenging for them to be able to bounce back from? Absolutely, especially in our scheme that we play. We play a lot of man coverage. Um, guys out there kind of isolated sometimes. Uh, and then, you know, as a younger player um, – you know, kind of just to get thrown out there and against the Seahawks like he did, and like I said, to, to battle back like that's that's a warrior right there, and I'm I'm proud of him. That's well, that's one of the fun things about uh, you know being a vet. Like when you get older, like I'm a vet now. How about yeah. that? But, Old uh, man. Yeah, um, it's just to watch guys develop and watch them come along, and uh, that's that's one of the rewarding things about football. And how have you seen our rookies overall perform, especially on the defensive side of it? Yeah. Especially at Seattle, yeah. there was what five or six on the field at once. That's yeah. a tall order. No, we got a lot of guys playing in a lot of. Um, critical situations and uh you know i'm just trying to go back and think real quick not even defensively but like offensively scotty miller had a big catch Mm -hmm. um which was great but then you know devin white's been playing really really well he's you know he's flying around and and making some really big plays too and anthony nelson's a guy he's been hurt lately but he's he's been really really steady over the course of the season um and then all those dbs that we've talked about too so i think guys are really really coming along we're talking to defensive lineman bo allen and now that you are the a grizzled vet, <laughs> shall we say, especially with the handlebar mustache yes, you're rocking. That's, exactly. that's where the word grizzled has to come in. Um, for you, what are the biggest things that you felt like you needed to do as one of the veterans, especially on the defense? Um, did you feel like because there are so many young guys, you had to change anything about your leadership role or step up in any yeah. more ways? Um, oh, man, that's a, that's, that's a good question, Casey. Hey, yeah, let me, let me think for I a second. I should do this for a living. <laughs> um, I guess, you know – I always think that there's different type of, of leaders. You know, you got your juice guys, you got your 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 rah rah captain, emotional guys. Um, I hope it says that on the nameplate, rah rah captain. <laughs> That's what it says on Carl's uh, yeah. nameplate. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then you have guys that kind of try to lead by example and do things the right way. Um, I think Levante is an, an unbelievable leader, unbelievable guy, um, a great captain, one of my favorite dudes ever, uh, and he's one of those guys too. So I try to be more one of those guys. Uh, but you never really know kind of what what your role is going to be um during the course of a season how how your role is going to play out whether it's you know on the field or in the locker room or during practice or you know doing uh bucks radio shows so (laughs) but you know i just i try to be a guy that uh kind of similar to what levante does just you know leads by example and tries to do things the right way and speaking of levante huge force fumble by him yesterday and that guy is so good at that tell us from a defensive perspective how impressive that ability is. Yeah, Levante is an unbelievable football player, and I don't. I gotta gas him up because he's also like one of the most humble dudes ever, and uh, you know, just great smile. And I just want to <laughs> be Levante, but uh, <laughs> when you grow up, <laughs> yeah, when I grow up. Uh, but no, that was a huge play. He really just took that ball um, from the receiver, and it was a critical moment. Like uh, you know, we were in the in the red zone. Um, you know, short field, and he really is just kind of an act of will, in my opinion. So he is an unbelievable play by him. And, you know, you saw that stat on the um, on the scoreboard at Ray J saying he's forced the most uh, fumbles in the, or have the most fumble recoveries in the NFL since I think it was 2012 like the last seven or something. Years or something yeah. yeah, so 
an incredibly consistent playmaker for us. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't think he gets the love um, on a national level that he necessarily deserves. So. Spread the word about Levante David, guys, because he's a really good football player. Yeah, we got to get him to Pro Bowls too. That's been he, you're right. He's not gotten the the recognition. Then yeah, nobody nobody deserves it more than him. From sounds uh, like you should be his campaign manager. Oh, I'm in. I'm already. <laughs> I'm campaigning. Let's I like go. it. That's this is the election that everybody yes. cares about right here. Um, you guys have had to face two incredibly mobile quarterbacks in a row. I heard that yeah. basically they were describing Kyler Murray as like a faster Russell Wilson in, yeah. in preparation. So that's a rough couple weeks for you guys there. But um, how did you guys feel like you were able to to do containing him? And, and is that an accurate depiction of who he was yeah well i mean he's he's a really talented player obviously he's you know the number one draft pick uh in the nfl for a reason and he's he's really quick they do a really good job with their offense of putting him in the position to make plays whether it's with his feet um or with his arms but i think we did a good job like we had a uh, sue had a big sack on him i thought we had uh shack had a, had a sack on him i thought shack had another one uh on him that they ruled incomplete but i, I it was a sack. Mm-hmm. Uh, his knee was down. But I thought we did a good job of containing him and limiting him. I think he did a little more in the run game than we would have. Like, I can't remember. I think he had like 50 yards or something in the run game. Um, but they do a lot of zone read stuff that's that's tricky. You really don't see that in the NFL too much, um, you know, to get into a little X's and O's. But, uh, you know, he's a good player, and I think he'll be uh, you know, a challenge for teams in the future. I think he'll be in the NFL for a while. Yeah, for sure. Um, you were talking about his run game, but overall uh, you – guys held the Cardinals to just 2.47 yards per carry yesterday and mm-hmm. um, overall just the the run defense you guys have been able to put forward this year and not just going against anybody but against the juggernauts of yeah. the whole NFL essentially yeah. especially that earlier stretch there um, why have you guys been so successful in that area in particular yeah I mean we, we have done a good job I mean we can always do better um, but we've done a good job I think we're one of the top run defenses in the NFL but uh, you know I think one of it is just we're committed to stopping the run from a from a mentality standpoint. Uh, that's one thing that's important to us up front, and we we take a lot of pride in that. So that's certainly one of the reasons. But um, you know, another one is just guys are making a lot of plays in the run game. Like let's talk about Levante. He's playing really well. Vita, Sue, Will Golson, JPP, Carl. Like uh, you know, I think we've just done a good job of committing ourselves to uh, to stopping the run. I think we can do even better too, which is exciting but we have you know we face some talented uh running backs and some teams that really want to run the ball so for sure definitely want to focus on stopping the run there. yeah i think i heard that you guys have held teams to the fewest rushing yards in the first nine games in team history cool yep. yeah i'd like to hear that yeah it's a good step for you yeah. guys i like that um and Shaq got another sack uh yeah. which puts him to 11 and a half which yeah, is Shaq's a pretty good player huh? yeah he's been he's <laughs> yeah, been doing he's, this football thing pretty yeah, well <laughs> he's pretty good he's no he's he's an unbelievable pass rusher and um you know the kind of the kind of year he's having. It's really just fun to watch. So he's been beating guys with all sorts of different moves. He's got a, he's just a great pass rusher. So really happy for him. And he came up big, um, you know, on Sunday with a lot of different really nice rushes. I think I saw a sack celebration dance from him as well. Was that new? Oh, I'm I'm gonna miss that. It yeah. was it was something special. It was like Ooh, the, the let it to, rain and clear it out from that song. It was pretty I have great. to pull up the tape and check that, that one out. That's the new yeah. film show session. Yeah, exactly. Forget his technique on the actual sack. We need to examine <laughs> we'll his dance. play that one in slow-mo. Um, you, when you got your sack, you were super fired up after it, but I don't think I remember like a dance or anything. No, Did you? I, I'm not a big celebration guy, you know, because like, uh, you know, when you're in there on like first and second down, you get a sack, you celebrate really hard. You still got a couple more plays. You're not yeah. off the field like third down. All of a sudden you're like, oh, crap, we got to get over there. Uh, but like... I'm not a pre, really a pre-planned celebration guy. I just, you know, I like to live in the moment. So 
I guess okay. I think I was just flexing or something. I don't yeah. even really know. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Um, we talked a lot about Levante, and you mentioned Devin White having to step up. What have you seen mm-hmm. in terms of how much he's had to take on in a leadership role as a rookie so early and how he's handled the communication side of things, being sort of the quarterback of the defense at times? And mm-hmm. what is it like for you as a vet to essentially be relying on a rookie yeah. to do that? Well, I mean, it's fun to watch players develop, like I said. And, and one thing that uh, that I really love about Devin is just his – this sounds kind of – this might kind of sound up sound kind of basic but uh his effort uh you saw him track down that running back chris carson against the seahawks and strip that ball um on that long run and he's trying to hawk down guys left and right he's i mean he's fast um but like he's flying around the field and that's one thing that that you love about your middle linebackers just a guy that wants to be involved in the play whether it's at the line of scrimmage or you know a run that broke loose 50 60 yards down the field so that's that's one of my favorite things about his game lately is just how how hard he plays and how important it is to him. That's awesome. We still have plenty more coming up here with Bo Allen from Hooters on Hillsboro. We are here every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m., so make sure you come back. This is Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. What's going on, Bucks fans? Happy Victory Monday again to all of you. We are so excited to be out here at Hooters on Hillsboro. I am joined by none other than defensive tackle Bo Allen. Bo, Yo. thanks again for being with us. Thank you for having me, Casey. Love this segment, and this is where you just get to shine in oh. all your Bo glory is where we just talk about who you are we off talk the about field. me. We talk about you. <laughs> love so talking about myself. Love that. Um, first of all, I – you climbed Mount Kilimanjaro this offseason. Yeah, that might sound like a joke to everybody, but that actually <laughs> happened. Yes. <laughs> Have you had to convince people that this is really a thing you did? Uh, some people, yeah. But, I mean, it did happen. As improbable as that sounds, I got all the way up there at the top. It's like 19,350 feet or something. Jeez. But who's counting? But who's <laughs> you? I'm imagining you going up going one, Yeah, two. every single step. <laughs> Um, how much training did that take you? Because that's a little different than football training. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I didn't train. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if I've out. ever necessarily gone on the record saying that, but I, I mean, well, I breaking news here on Buzz Radio. <laughs> yeah, getting the hot, the hot takes. I, uh, I didn't really train. I mean, I kind of, I lift really. I love lifting. I lift. I'm a bit of a meathead. I lift a lot in the off season. And I kind of did a little more cardio. I really, I tried to mostly just break in my boots. So I was like walking up and down Bayshore Boulevard, which is <laughs> like boots. the flattest surface ever. Yeah, that's ever. a completely perfect training ground for yeah. Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that's how I was trying to, but, but I was, I mean, it was hot. So I was like, you know, it was a good training, but, uh. And then the other, <laughs> other funny, Bayshore in the we, yeah. Yep, so that's one aspect of, of the training, and right. then the other aspect is uh, I climbed it with one of my good friends and former teammates, Jason Kelsey, who is a center for the uh, the Eagles where I used to play, and uh, we had a planned vacation uh, to Hawaii where <laughs> he went with his wife easier. and I went with my girlfriend, and so that was part of our training because we were like laying low before the big moment, you know, to like recharge our batteries. I love that so you that turned a, very, a Hawaii vacation into a form yeah, of training. Very, very important form of training for us. <laughs> and it paid off. I mean, we got to the top, so yeah, whatever you we did, did it something worked. right. Yeah. If anyone wants to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, needs some advice. Bo yeah, has I'll, got it figured I'll out. I'll walk on Bayshore uh, Boulevard with you. And um, for people who don't know why you did this, other than to be able to say that you did this, right. uh, what was the reason behind this? So it was part of, I'm involved in, um, an organization called Water Boys, which was founded um, 
you know, in part by my my friend and former teammate Chris Long, who's Walter Payton Man of the Year. Um, and basically, uh, Waterboys raises funds to create um, sustainable water in areas of need. So one of the areas of focus is um, in Eastern Africa. And so we were in Tanzania. Um, sorry, just to backtrack a little bit. Uh, there's kind of a, it's kind of hard to explain, but um, we were climbing it to raise money and awareness to create funds to dig these deep bore wells to create sustainable water, I guess is more of a short answer. Yeah. Well, we yeah. don't need short answers here on the radio. we got a whole hour. <laughs> yeah, we got know? a lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, and how did, do you know where this kind of all came from and why in particular this was a cause that you wanted to be a part of? Yeah. So I got involved um, basically just through Chris and through our relationship um, when we were d together uh, in Philadelphia. And uh, he'd always kind of told me about this, uh, this trip that he did. And one of my other friends did it with him the previous year. Uh, and he was always kind of giving me sh- uh, <laughs> giving me a hard time about Look at like self editing. I know that's rare. Um, <laughs> about uh, everyone was kind of always joking about how you know if I would climb or whatever, and no one ever thought there was a chance. But we did a fundraiser saying like if we raise a certain amount of money, I would climb. Um, did you think it was going to happen, or were you? Saying it had, we raised like twenty thousand dollars in three days. So <laughs> I was like, all right, I guess I got to climb this mountain. <laughs> um, You're like, great. Thanks for being so generous. Everybody yeah, appreciates you. W- with our Killy group, uh, we were able to, I think, do like four uh, wells. So it was really wow. cool. Yeah. So we were in Tanzania and we were visiting these areas um, where we were digging the well or where the, the wells were being installed and uh, really moving, really moving stuff. Um, you know, kind of hard to, to describe really, but uh this is a really good, you know, a really good organization. Does a lot of really good stuff, and um, you know, I'm proud to be a part of it. That's awesome. Um, and you have a T-shirt now that helps support this as well, right? Yeah. So as a as a water boy, there's there's different water boys throughout the NFL. Um, I'm trying to think. Like we've played a bunch of them, but uh, like Taylor Lewan from the the Titans, and um, I don't know. I think there's like ten of us. Uh, Kyle Long is Chris's brother. He's mm-hmm. with the Bears, and uh, but anyway, we're we're trying to continue to raise money to, to you know dig these wells and create sustainable water situations, uh, especially in Tanzania. And so as part of that, we're you know we we put out some Water Boys shirts. So we got a pretty cool Bo Allen Water Boys T-shirt that's available on the uh, the Water Boys website, waterboys.org, and uh, that. So if you guys want to get involved. You know, if you want to get my face on your, want to wear my face around, you can go <laughs> to water, yeah, waterboys.org and uh, and get a shirt. And then all the all the profits go to, uh, you know, creating, you know, clean, sustainable water projects. We're talking to defensive tackle Bo Allen, and I was going to ask you about what's on the T-shirt. I was like, I feel like you're burying the lead, man. You know, no. It's just, your, it's just your face on yeah. the shirt. And are the other Waterboy shirts their faces? Uh, well, that's actually the first one that has come out. Oh, so look at you yeah, being a trailblazer. Yeah, a pretty high... Uh, bar. Yeah, like a photo of you with basically a handlebar mustache. <laughs> I don't know how anybody's going to be able to top that. Was this your idea of like when they um, said, hey, what do you want your T-shirt to be? And you said, yeah, they, my face. Yeah, they wanted some design ideas, and I just was instantly like, yeah, here you go. I got it already ready. <laughs> no, <laughs> someone, me. someone much more talented and creative than I am uh, came up with that. But one of my favorite things about the shirt, if you guys check it out, uh, it they gave the face a double chin. <laughs> which is cool because we, you know, body positivity, realism, things like that. So right. that's one thing I really appreciated. You didn't, you didn't ask them to edit that. that no, bad they boy threw out. that in there on their own, and and I loved it. That's so, 
I love you're probably one of the only people that was like, hey, this thing that's going to be my face everywhere. Yes, yeah. it has a double chin, and I'm fired up about it. Yeah, I like the realism. Uh, but no, so I got shirts, uh, the Waterboy shirts for everybody in the locker room. Too. That's awesome. Did I steal your thunder again? That no, no, not at all. I mean, I was going to bring that up that it was awesome. You got one for everybody on the team. I also was fortunate to be one of those people, which is always fun because then they're like triple XL. Yeah, so I got everybody on the yeah, team. Yeah, I got your triple X. Fits for me perfectly. You. Yep. Nailed that triple XL. <laughs> um, so I know that uh, another cause that is near and dear to your heart was actually uh, yesterday's game, the fact that it was the Crucial Catch game, yeah, um, which is all about breast cancer and then also the, all other kinds of cancer, just research, patient services, awareness. Um, mm. it's, it's all about catching it early. And uh, So tell everybody why this is something you're passionate about. Absolutely. Um, well, I guess the funny thing, too, is usually our Crucial Catch game is in October. So shout out to the NFL schedulers for <laughs> giving us our crucial catch game in November because we didn't have a home game didn't in October. Yep. And, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Not like we're salty or anything yeah, over here. <laughs> the crucial catch game is important to me because my mom is a breast cancer survivor. And that's something I've been pretty vocal about because um, it's you know very important to me, obviously. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, I've got long hair. I'm not. You guys can't see that over the radio, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> Way to narrate it. You're just figuring this radio stuff out perfectly. Yeah. Um, so I, every um, – for the Crucial Catch game every year is my sixth year doing I've always braid, braided my hair and put it uh, in a pink uh, – you know, a braid with a pink bow in it, uh, you know, kind of an homage to my mom as a breast cancer survivor. And I think one of my favorite things about doing that is just I've had, uh, you know – People that are going through chemo or breast cancer survivors tell me that they see that, you know, a big dude with a long blonde hair and a pink bow in it and, you know, make them smile or, you know, kind of make them laugh a little bit. And, and that's why I do it. That's awesome. I love it. And mm. please tell me you've made some sort of joke about it being a pink bow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That one got a kind of worn out. That's what yeah. I figured. Yeah, like bad jokes are, like, almost my specialty. So <laughs> I don't know if you've realized that yet. No, not even <laughs> a little bit. Um, that's phenomenal. I love that. And uh, – I love that you say that if you have long blonde hair. This yeah. is something you like to right. specify. Yeah, maybe strawberry blonde, but <laughs> I get mistaken for Ryan Jensen there sometimes. There it is. Yep. I know. Like, yeah. you even posted that something. You, this <laughs> that was where I was going. See, you know me so well. Yeah, I was giving Jensen a hard time for that, too. He's, he's a good sport about yeah, it. I think he probably feels the same way. Yeah, because everybody know? calls you guys each other all the time. It's like yeah. two. But it'll his, be, like, people in the building, too. Like, it'll be, like, 6 a.m., and, you know, I'll be in there early, and people will be tired, half awake. And then just call me Jens. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm around you every day. Like, come on, I'm man. I'm around you more than our own family and friends. Like, <laughs> yeah. please know who I am. <laughs> um, which one of you? I you get think? it, though. We're both incredibly handsome men. So there it is. It's not actually the hair at all. They're yeah. just like, oh, you yeah. were so good looking. You had to be. Right. But no. Yeah, it makes sense. That's fair. Um, which one of you you think is more offended by this getting mistaken for each other? Ooh, you got to have him on the radio show to find out. We might have yeah. to do that. You get to give your answer now first, though. Yeah. Uh, and then we see who's if the answer is agree or disagree. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on. This is what I do. I'm just here to like, set You're this up. you just stirring the pot. Stirring the pot. Yeah. That's what Classic I do. Classic media. Yeah, Narrative. exactly what it is. I love that. Um, so with, with things like uh, Water Boys and, and the Crucial Catch game, are those the kind of things that sort of put football into perspective for you, that especially even in yeah. times where you know, you're coming off of a few losses and, and does it does it make you kind of refocus or think about things differently yeah well i mean i think it's important to uh it's important to find deeper meaning in things you know um and uh those kind of you know scenarios whether it's you know your mom being sick with cancer or people in tanzania that don't have access to clean water those those 
that those kind of situations will definitely humble you and, and show you what's what's really important. And you guys have the um, My Cause, My Cleats game coming up soon. Yeah. Um, so for people who don't know what that is, explain what that is and what you've kind of done with that in your career. Yeah, so basically My Cause, My Cleats is an initiative um, by the NFL for guys to like, showcase causes that are important to them um, through their cleats that they wear. So for a game coming up, I think two weeks maybe, I can't quite remember, but – uh, guys will be wearing like brightly colored cleats in support of uh, you know causes that are important to them, and it's pretty cool to like check out what what guys you know what kind of first of all the shoes are always really cool and unique and creative and colorful, which is kind of fun. Um, so that that's cool, and then it's also cool to like see what what you know what causes are important to guys and what uh, you know what makes them go and you know why they do this and things like that. So I mean along that same note. Tonight we got a we got a fun cause for a teammate. Uh, that's why I'm all dressed up. I don't usually wear business casual attire. I really was hoping <laughs> you just were so honored to be on this show that you're like, I got to dress for the yeah. job I want, not the job I have. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Radio host in the fancy clothes <laughs> when nobody can see you on the show. Um, so yeah, tonight we have a uh, Chris Godwin's foundation launching. Yeah. Um, so I love that you guys go to each other's stuff like this and support. I yeah. think that's really cool. Yeah. Is that it's, the big reason that you guys are heading out? Is just basically any time a teammate's like, hey, I have this thing, come. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Uh, CG asked me to go, and I told him I'd be there. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a great cause, so I'm excited about it. And there's a pretty cool MC I've heard as well. You know, I love how you suck up to me. It's yeah. just the best. Cool. Yep, I get to MC this event, which I'm very excited about. Yep. Um, which, yeah, I love getting to help guys out with – uh, with what they're working on, you know, instead of me being the one asking you guys to help me <laughs> with an For interview, sure. I'm like, hey, look, I can help out with something. <laughs> um, so we were talking about the the cleats, and you also mentioned your hair. I want to hear your thoughts on what, how fashionable do you think you are? Uh, super duper fashionable. Super yeah. duper. Well, with words like that to describe it, of course. Yeah. I mean, some people say that they have swag. You yeah. say you're super duper with it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, super duper swag. Super duper swag is yeah. the official term. Tell me about, first of all, you recently wore, I think, a bolo tie to one oh, of our yeah. trips. Oh, yeah. I did, to Nashville. To Nashville, yes. And like a very cool hat that was yeah. like a. I not, did wear a cool hat. Not Thanks a cowboy for hat. Not I don't a... really know what it was. I, uh, basically. It's kind of we were on the road for a while. I don't know if I mentioned that at <laughs> all. In this, uh, <laughs> the, the, that thing we're not at all salty about. Yeah. yeah um. But uh, it's fun to get dressed up on the road. Sometimes guys get into it, and I figure you know it's kind of a period in my life where I can you know wear some fun stuff, and no one will really question it too much because a lot of guys do. So <laughs> that's uh, true. On is, the team, no matter how fun. crazy you dress, you're probably not going to be the craziest dressed one out there. Yeah. Um, so since you brought up both travel and fashion, this is a perfect time to ask uh, if you remember when you came on Allie and Donovan's show with me last year. We had a segment Ooh. we call Big Man Struggles. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like fashion and travel are two that probably would Don't be. Don't usually go well together with the big with man. With the big man. Yeah. So, so this so, is your chance for a soapbox. Just rant about the big man struggles. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned Allie and, and Donovan and the fashion because I actually recently got Allie to get a new suit. Wow. That's like a big, an big act deal. of Congress yeah. like required right, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was pretty stoked about that. How that was a big time that? moral victory. I <laughs> paid for half of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. You actually paid. I am so sad because we just I don't know. had him on the show last week, and I am yeah. so sad I didn't know about this because I even asked him. I did not. Have, I chipped in a little bit. I, I, yeah. You're trying to help he, him out. Allie is incredibly right frugal. doesn't really get dressed up. After signing a multi-million dollar contract. I was like, come on, man. Like, let's get you a nice suit for the season. It'll be fun. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, he, he looks really good. I'll point it out to you next time. I was going to say, we need, yeah. we need to be able to post a photo to let you take credit for this yeah. act of Congress that happened. Because he said he still has not even bought his own dress shoes. No. That he is still borrowing Donovan's. Although I'm he not going to get now, him any shoes. He said he's borrowing <laughs> a new pair of Donovan's. Oh. So it's a whole new day. Yeah. I don't know. Do you we feel like to... he would be the worst dressed on the team? Allie? Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd be on the short list, the short... I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Who else might be on this short oh, list? Oh, man. I don't even know. I can't really think of any but anyone besides so Allie. So it's just Allie on the show. Well, like, he just doesn't really care about it. Like, he yep. looks good, you know. Yep. He, his new suit looks great, I'll tell you that. But uh, it's just not something that's important. Yep. Which so, I respect, you know. Okay, so for back to you and your fashion and the big man struggles. Yeah. Tell me, what are the fashion and travel things that kill you being a big man? Oh, well, it's really hard when, you, when you're walk. So with the way it works for, like, when we have to wear suits and stuff for away games, you know, we walk on the plane. And in Tampa, it's really hot because the plane's just sitting in the tarmac, like, on the runway. And you, you know, the plane's not on yet, so the AC's not really going. So it gets a little spicy in there. And, like, you're wearing a full suit which is definitely a big man struggle. Um, and then, I don't know, I can't really, I don't know, I don't want to share all my embarrassing stuff <laughs> with the world. Why Just, in the world not? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I'll try to think of some more fun uh, big man struggles How for hard you. Is, okay, well, we, we're going to take a quick break. Like, I'm going to give you the break to think about this. <laughs> to brainstorm. To brainstorm some of your big man struggles. We still have another segment here with Bo Allen, and we're also going to have senior writer and editor for the Buccaneers, Scott Smith, call in in the final segment. So don't go anywhere. We're going to have more from Hooters on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back, Bucks fans. Thanks again for being with us on this Victory Monday afternoon. We are live from Hooters on Hillsborough like we are every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. And I am honored to be joined by Bo Allen. Yo. Um, I also love that I feel like not only are you, you know, a vet and know the X's and O's and a great player and all of that, I do feel like you serve this very important function of, like, one of the more entertaining guys in the locker room that likes to keep the guys in there uh, entertained. Do you feel like that's fair? I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I like this, to have a good time. That's what I figured. That's what yeah. I figured. Uh, something we talked about with Allie on the show last week is the very serious game of Settlers of Catan. Oh, yes. Are you part of the instigators of this game? I am the founding the member. founding yes. member of this game. Tell yes. me about how intense this gets. Uh, it gets very intense. Bitter rivalries. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of grudges are held. Uh, I believe Justin Watson won our last our last bout, and uh, that's embarrassing, to be honest. <laughs> well, I mean, he is an Ivy Leaguer, so if you're going to lose to yeah, somebody... Yeah, yeah. You're still like, nope, yeah. not... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not mad about it. I'm yeah, mostly you, just disappointed in all of not, us. Yeah, you seem not mad the same way you weren't mad about the road stretch that we were <laughs> yeah, just Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm mostly just, uh, yeah, like I said, disappointed. I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed in oh, myself wow. and in the others for allowing... Jay Watt to win. Uh, but no, it's actually a good time. I don't know if, uh, you know, how many people are familiar with Settlers, but it's, it's becoming much more popular, and there are a lot of really fun uh, expansion packs, and uh, it, I would definitely recommend it for When people everybody. think that athletes are not also nerds. Yeah, I'm a pretty big nerd. <laughs> and I, you know, it's all good. Um, have, have people actually gotten mad, or is it like a, like a joking Well, mad? Carl is a member of our oh, group, well, so then, yep, yes. Mad all the time. <laughs> uh, no, Carl's an intense guy. He gets very emotional, which I love. Uh, but uh, he, Carl won the previous 
like two weeks ago. He so. seems like he would be an insufferable winner or loser. Yeah, but we all are. That's also know. fair. <laughs> yeah. That's also fair. <laughs> and, and that brings me to my next question. I feel like the D-line may have more personality on it. Yeah. And then especially if you com- kind of combine it with the outside linebacker, because I still yeah. sometimes think of Carl as a D-lineman because of last year. So I agree. If you, if you kind of combine everybody that might line up around there. It's Front the, seven. Would you or, say that that's maybe the um, worst – and potentially craziest amount of personality on the team. Yeah, we we I think we do have a lot of personality. So I mean, you look at guys like even guys like Nacho, who I feel like you know a relatively unknown. Um, well, like I he, mean, when you, when you go by Nacho, you got to be able to back that up. <laughs> yeah, like we have a lot of personality. Sue as well, and Vita, and you know Pat O'Connor, and then uh, Carl Shack, JPP, like a lot of good characters. Um, Take us you know, through some of these. Group. Take us through some of these personalities of the D line that in this in this meet in these meeting rooms in the yeah. Settlers Catan game, whatever it is. Take us through some uh-huh. of these personalities. I mean, we like to have fun. We like to you know bust each other's chops and, and things like that. A lot of lot of good inside jokes that might not be appropriate for uh, <laughs> for the air, but um, I mean, I think we're a tight knit group, and you spend a lot of time with guys, and uh, you know you get to know each other on the field and off the field, and I think that's one of the you know, that's one of my favorite things about football um, is just being around the guys. So we, we really do have a great group and love our D-line group. And uh, I think that kind of, you know, camaraderie, you know, doing something dumb like playing a board game, you know, on your free in your free time is uh, as stupid as this might sound. I think that kind of, that kind of you know, camaraderie translates to, to playing well on the field too. That's awesome. I love that. Um, how about Vita and the way that he's been able to come along this year? Yeah. I mean, you got to see him, you know, as a rookie and then this year as Absolutely. well. Have you seen his growth? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a really rewarding thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of Vita. I think he's played really well. I think he's come a long way. And I think, you know, the sky is, is really the limit for him. He's uh, he's a special guy, man. He's got a lot of uh, – he's got a really unbelievable skill set. And to just use him uh, – to watch him use that and, uh, and play well and – you know, sometimes I don't think he gets the the stats and things like that, but he's I mean he's a nose guard and he's he's doing a really good job in his role and uh, it's been fun to watch. Thought he played a good game yesterday and was uh, you know important part. And we talked earlier about about our run game and how we're we're doing really well. Uh, and Vita's a, a really important part of that. And I've heard that are you guys kind of the the battle for the who's the uh, strongest in the weight room? Because you uh, said you're a bro <laughs> and you enjoy lifting a lot. Yeah, I'm a bit of a meathead. Vita is very strong. I think. Uh, there's certain uh, lifts that he crushed me at, but there's other ones that I, I think I can get him in, but we'll see. You Would know. you say that it's fair that you two are the battle for, for the most impressive in the weight room? Uh, yeah, I think that's Allie's strong, too. Um, I'm trying to think who else. But, like, I mean, we got we take it pretty seriously in the weight room, so we have a great strength staff. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think – I'd, I'd put myself in that category. Yeah, you know? yeah. You just, Toot my own horn a little bit. Yeah, why not? Why not? You're, that's why that's you're on the, the show. That's what the media is for, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. That's why you're here, not <laughs> exactly. anybody else. You exactly. get to brag on yourself. Someone next week may come in and, and refute that, but you know. Yeah. As long as it's not Jensen, yeah. <laughs> that's <true. laughs> um, Now I'm I think just, I might have to have uh, him next week. <laughs> you gotta have. Well, I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, how about the idea of getting to play alongside Sue? What did you know about him before getting mm-hmm. to be his teammate, and then what has it been like to get to know him as a yeah. teammate? Yeah, well, it's fun because I watched. You know, I'm a I went to Wisconsin, um, and he wasn't – I mean, he's a great player, and he was unbelievable in college. Um, I think he was, like, you know, had voting for Heisman and, and things like that. So I watched him a lot when he was at Nebraska, and then it's funny when you – you know, you see guys on tape so much, uh, whether it's in college or in the NFL, and you kind of know – you know them by how they play, um, but then you don't really know them personally. So it's fun to meet guys, you know, 
later and, you know, in different stages of your career. And it's been really fun getting to know Sue because it's not, uh, you know, he's not quite um, quite what, what I expected. I yeah. guess he's a really, really smart guy, really intelligent, um, really on top of it, really good pro, studies the game uh, really, really well, and really take, does a good job of, of taking care of his body. And he's just a really good pro. So. It's been, it's been fun getting to know him. That's awesome. I love that. We're talking to defensive tackle Bo Allen. How about having Bruce Arians as your coach? What, did, uh, what has that been like getting to know him and, and the way that he's maybe been able to influence you or the team overall? Yeah. Uh, well, he's got some great initials, I'll tell you that, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> all the BAs have BAs, their initials. Exactly. Um, but, no, I mean, he's – the thing that I like about, um, you know, about Coach BA is just he's been doing it for so long that I feel like he's never really phased by anything. Um if that makes sense. Like, he, he's always got a plan. He's, there's nothing really new. And we have so much experience in our coaching staff that, um, you know, is just so valuable. So that's, I mean, that's that's just one thing that I really appreciate about him. Yeah, and how about Todd Bowles and, and his defensive scheme and who he is as a, as a coach, as a person as well? Absolutely. Yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, he's been, he's, he's you know, obviously been really successful as a defensive coordinator, and then he has head coaching experience too. And just, I don't, he's just so prepared in the way that, um you know, they get us ready uh, in our game week prep and, and things like that. And uh, I think he does a great job of, of using us, using our, you know, different personnel that we have on defense. And uh, really can't say enough about him as a coach. How have you thought about his, What have you thought about his scheme and then how it has affected you? How much did you have to change with yeah. his new scheme? Um, it's different. I mean, we do a lot of different stuff. I think that's one thing that I really like is we put guys in a lot of different uh, positions. So that's, uh, I mean, that's one thing that's been a little new for me this year is, uh, you know, I've played in 3-4 where we were two-gapping uh, in Philly, and then we went to a 4-3 where we were, you know, penetrating up the field, and but we didn't really blitz as much. And that's one thing that I love is, like, we, we blitz a lot, and we, uh, but we, I mean, we, we really do a lot. And I don't really want to necessarily get into too many specifics of it, but I think uh, the way we disguise things and the way we kind of use guys in different roles and use guys in doing what they're good at I, that's one that's one thing that i really like about uh our defensive scheme is like if so if someone's good at you know one thing in particular our coaching staff is going to find a way to get them on the field in that role and that's that's one thing that i like we have guys doing stuff that they're that they're good at and being utilized in ways that they should be that's awesome and uh you also have Lori locust as uh, yeah. one of your coaches so um you got to be part of the group that works directly every day mm -hmm. with one of the two female coaches on staff and yeah. was that cool to realize that you were getting to be part of the the group that works with the first time that an nfl team has had multiple coaches and you get to interact with both of them yeah i mean uh i'm trying to think of the right way to say this i don't i don't know like coach Lowe's a great coach and i don't necessarily think that it was a huge deal to have a you know, a female coach in our room just because we didn't necessarily look at it like that. We just, you know, like, this is Coach Lolo, and, uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily a big deal because we didn't really care. You Which know? is awesome. I think that's <laughs> so, what people need to like, hear. Like, that's what's so yeah, cool about it's, it. It's like, because like, people kind of ask me about that, and, um, you know, because it's kind of a newer, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's a new thing, you yeah. know, and uh, we're just like, yeah, it it's just sweet, hasn't but, like, you, you don't really think about it yeah. at all. So she's a great coach, and MJ is, is really, really good in the, um, you know, the strength and conditioning group, so they're great. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. Um, now you guys are about to face New Orleans again. Uh, what do you yeah. remember about facing them the first time that you guys are going to need to apply this time? Well, uh, you know, they're a good team. They, they just lost to the Falcons, which was actually watch that game today. Um, so going to try and take some uh, – 
you know, see what we can learn from the, the Falcons defense who, who did a really good job against them. Uh, but we played against Teddy Brid Bridgewater. Uh, we didn't play against Drew Brees. Obviously, we played him twice last year, but uh, this will be our first matchup against, against him um, this season, and, and he's a good quarterback. So Yeah, what are the biggest differences in preparing for each of them? Uh, you know, I, I'm trying to think here. I don't want to tip off any of the well, Saints of personnel I'm, and coaching staff. That I'm are also sure that they listen radio every show. week. This is where they get their nuggets. Uh, um, but, no, actually, Teddy did a really good job with, uh, you know, just managing the game uh, with the Saints. He did a really good job of, you know, not kind of not doing too much, if that makes sense. Like, he, he wasn't – he just kind of let the offense run. Um, but I think, you know, Drew Brees is, is a great quarterback. He's been in that system for a long time. He kind of knows it in and out. Um, so you just got to really be – you can't – you got to really be on top of it. You can't make stupid mistakes against a, a vet quarterback like that, a guy that's, you know – parental uh you know a really really good quarterback basically you just need to be the margin for error is just that much smaller yeah that's huge and how about containing the run game i know we talked about how well you guys have done that all year yeah. um but with the saints in particular i'm sure that's that's a tall order yeah they've got some good backs kamara's a really good back um and uh they utilize him in a lot of different ways he's one of the most versatile players in the nfl you see him outside on uh you know, kind of like, you know, lining up at X and doing all sorts of different stuff. He's he's a matchup problem, kind of wherever he is. So you, like I said, you really need to be on your, uh, you know, on your stuff as a defensive player and, and know where he is, know how they're going to try to attack you with him, uh, whether it's in the run game, whether it's with quick passes, screens, uh, different things like that. So. Uh, definitely, definitely going to try to do everything we can to shut him down. I think we will. That's awesome. All right, well, Bo, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. We're going to let you go a little bit early since you got to get down to Chris Godwin's event. I will yep. be closely following behind. But thanks again for taking out time with Absolutely. us today. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you for having me. Awesome. A lot of good discussions. Thanks. Appreciate that. All right, we still have one more segment here. It's going to be with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. So don't go anywhere. We're going to have more from Hooters on Buccaneers Total Access. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Hey there, Bucks fans. Thanks again for being with us on this Victory Monday. We are here live from Hooters like we are every Monday from 5 to 6. Always have a different player here with us. And today was a little bit unique because we needed to let Bo Allen go just a few minutes early to make it over to Chris Godwin's foundation launch. And so I have been rescued here in this last segment by my co-partner here, who I normally do a ton of shows with. And now we get to do radio as well. Scott Smith, senior writer and editor. Scott, thanks for being with me. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's, it's a good thing I'm replacing Bo here and not, you know, in the defensive tackle rotation. That's, that's a good well. point. I think you have a much better chance on the radio side, although you never know. I heard you, you were a mean flag football player back in your day. You never know. <laughs> um, all right, so overall, just thoughts on that. Used to go to Hooters. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Used to go to Hooters after, after those games. There that you one go. Right there. It was meant to be. Yep. Um, so tell me just your thoughts overall on that Cardinals game, some of the big things that, that stood out to you that separated it from some of these other games, especially that, you know, being so close in the fourth quarter so many times and why this one was the game they were able to finally put it all together and finish. Well, I'll tell you one thing, Casey. You know, Levante David had the forced fumble at, at around the 11-yard line after an interception, and then Jamel Dean obviously the play of the game on the interception that came after a fumble. And that's two turnovers or takeaways on drives in which the opposing team had reached the red zone. They took a snap somewhere inside the 20. I went back through 1989 and couldn't find another game where that had happened. So wow. those, those types of clutch plays happening in the same game, you're not going to see that very often, but it was the exact thing that the players have been harping on, the coaches have been harping on. Somebody has to make a play 
near the end of the game because all these games are coming down to the last four or five minutes, and they just couldn't finish. And in this case, they did finish on defensive, defensively for sure. Now, well, another thing to note, they drove 92 yards for a touchdown in, and scored within the final two minutes. The Bucks' two-minute offense, that's what Coach was talking about today. Coach Arians had a lot to say about the two-minute offense all season, and he's right. I looked up the numbers, and the Bucks lead the league with 65 points at, in the final two minutes of either half with nine wow. touchdowns, which is by far the lead. So that's been good all year, and it's a thing that can give you encouragement when you think about the Bucks trying to win these close games at the end. Yeah, that's huge. That's a great stat right there. Um, on that offensive drive, and I guess just maybe overall in the game, uh, what were some of the – I think the defense has gotten a lot of attention for that game because of the way it ended, you know, with Jamel Dean's interception, Levante's force fumble, all of that. But um, what were some of the encouraging things offensively that you felt like you saw either in that final drive or just the game overall? Well, when you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, uh, you're, I don't think you're ever out of anything in terms of needing to move the ball, even yeah. if the other team is – playing uh, cover two and, and trying to make sure you don't get any big plays. And that drive started right away with a, a nice seam pass by Jameis Winston that should have been about a 19-yard pass, but Goblin breaks the tackle and, and gets about 27 more, and all of a sudden you're in business. And then two pass interference calls drawn by Mike Evans, and he's been getting a lot of those lately. You think about the fact that he's the second-leading receiver in the NFL in terms of yards, and he's also in the last – couple games probably drawn about 150 yards worth of pass interference calls so that's kind of hidden yards right there so with, with those two guys you're always in it that's a great point I like that hidden yards um how about with Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones the way that they were able to be sort of that one-two punch yesterday that we was our second game of getting to see Ronald Jones as the starter but then Peyton's the one that gets the game-winning touchdown run so how did you see them uh both excelling and, and the different roles that now that Rojo is the starter the way that the team seems to want to use both of them yeah, I still think Rojo's going to continue to get the larger share, and he, he tends to be somewhat of a more dynamic runner. And he, For the second game in a row, he started off with a nice touchdown run uh, in the first quarter to get the Bucks their first points, and he had a good game mainly catching the ball. And a couple of those catches, a lot of those catches were, were screen passes, which I think just about any running back would catch, but a couple of them were higher level of difficulty catches that really was a problem for Rojo when he came into the league. Uh, they worked really hard on his hands during the offseason, and I think it showed off there. And I just personally like to see us having a, a screen game. It doesn't seem like that's been a big part of our offense, and it worked repeatedly in that game. And then Coach was raving about Peyton Barber. He said he took over the fourth quarter. So it's good to see a guy, uh, you know, he, he sees his share of the offense reduced a little bit because they're giving the ball more to Rojo, but when they needed him, he still came through in a big way. And not only the touchdown, but the 14-yard run, to put us in position for the touchdown. And then how about in terms of the uh, outside linebackers, D-line overall, knowing they were going to have to contain a very mobile Kyler Murray and we were going to be without Carl Nassib and Anthony Nelson, had to call some people up. How did you feel like that group did? They did a pretty good job. I mean, he did have the one long run where he got out from around his goal line. I feel like you probably can't go a full 60 minutes without him getting you at least once in that regard. Towards the end of the game, it got better. I thought the pressure was better towards the end, and they they had him running around, but they didn't let him get away. Uh, you know, there was one play on that last drive which would have helped him, but it was called back on a holding penalty. So I thought they did a pretty good job. But that's a talented kid. It's a it's a funny game to watch because he throws the ball. He kind of flings it half sidearm half the time and throws off his back foot, and half the time it was working. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you in a couple days for more of our shows we got together. <laughs> 
All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Awesome, thanks. thanks. All right, and that's going to do it for us here on Hooters on Hillsborough, like we are every Monday to fr- every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. Thanks to my guest, Bo Allen. We'll see you guys next week. This is Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio.